The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Uh, hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh, I am a Fofop. Wow, I haven't done a Fofop in so long. Uh, it is nice to be back. Uh, this is classic Fofop too, because uh, <laughs> not only uh, do I have it's at my oh house, my uh, uh, but also <laughs> um, there's six of us. Yep. There's six of us in the room. Uh, yep. I'm joined by two regulars that people will know from the podcast, Ramona and Winona. <laughs> uh, Church, who is also up here. Our cat is uh, part of this as well. And uh, I am joined by guest Charlies, Justin Hamilton and Cameron James. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello to all of us. Ramona just sneezed in my face. That yep. means she loves you, really? by the way. Yep. That's like her version of a kiss. Okay. Yeah. If Where'd she, she learn if she, that? If she likes you, she comes up and she sneezes in your face. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one of those things that you have to grow to love. Okay. Like eventually, it becomes, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, this is beautiful. Because right now, Look at it how is much... disgusting. Yeah, I haven't totally. grown to love it yet. And you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. I have a beard. My mouth There's is open. There's a bit of a spit yeah. in my like in my beard now. This I is mean, not good. How long and, until I love it? And right also. Now... <laughs> And look, to be honest, yeah. it's uh, it's not weird for us to sit here with Ramona sitting on Will's lap licking his hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know each other better. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> she's well in a sneezing Cam's face, but she's over here licking my hand. Yeah, now, like, like really. Like really making out like... Going um, for it. Like Colton on the US season of The Bachelor. Anyway, oh, whatever. He's a virgin. Way. Whatever. I've seen him on two previous seasons. I watch it. Whatever. By myself. <laughs> well, not really. With Ramona licking me. <laughs> I can see you guys are quite close. Ramona yeah. licks me like Colton kisses women on the show. Like All right. he's a virgin, this guy. So the American Bachelor, his oh. name's Colton, and uh, he's, he's a virgin. He's an ex uh, NFL player. Cool. And he was previously on um, the Bachelorette as one of the contestants. Right. And then he was on the Bachelor in Paradise with another. Can, anyway, he's been on it several times and now he's The Bachelor, right? right. <laughs> They're desperate to finally pair him up. and. Well, the funny thing is now that he's The Bachelor, that essentially he was just in a house with 24 women, 18 of whom had just come on the show to fuck him. Yeah, to right. just be the p- first person oh to fuck God. him on national TV. That wow. has been their aim of the entire Your thing. Your ego would be through the roof if that's the house you were living in. Would it? I don't know. It sounds like a lot of pressure. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess depends so. on well, your everything. personality, right? <laughs> when you're have. also famous for being a, a, a virgin, yeah. so many of their opening scenes because on these reality mm. shows, yeah, like they'll have they'll all want to stand out, yeah, at the yeah. start. So like someone will arrive in a horse and carriage or whatever, yeah. you know, like they'll do some you know amazing dance or whatever. But because they all know him, they all arrive with virginity themed 
things. Oh so someone like got him like a chastity belt and a box of cherries. And oh, like, you know, oh, like here's the thing about sad. first. Oh, I want to be no. your first. <laughs> and like, you know there sad. was a point about halfway through where he suddenly realized that he thought he'd gone on this show where look at this, I, like, 24 women all mm. want to have sex with me, mm. but instead it was an hour and a half at the start where 24 women just essentially made fun of his virginity. <laughs> Is he, I, is I he famous? Because, like, the moment he pops his cherry, he's not going to be famous anymore. So right. would you feel that pressure of, like, I better stay oh, pure, I better stay chaste? This is why I've got these fans. I don't want to let them down. Yeah. Well, it's the, the moonlighting principle or the Ross and Rachel oh, principle, yep, yep, right? Yep. Like, you don't want them to actually Once they get, get together, together, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. It's like you and Alexi. Yeah, know, yeah. The yeah. Podcast. Once Alexi and I finally hook up. Yeah, yeah. It's the done. Chem- the chemistry will be over <laughs> and it's done. It'll it's just done. get weird. We'll get these little catty comments that none of us were into. I hope that they film uh, this guy losing his virginity and then they release the director's cut that goes for a solid 17 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> With commentary. Yeah, yeah, different angles just to make it go a little bit longer. I mean, there's a lot of like they'll go on some date together right? and they'll have like a solo date mm. and it'll be him just like for the whole solo date making out with a girl in a bikini right and there is a part of me and licking him her like ramona licks your hand but yeah oh, but God. like real right. full on yeah and i'm just thinking like there's a point in your life where you get to the idea that like making out with a girl in a bikini is something that you could do in public without there being sort of you know genetic side effects like you know things you can't control about your body right? yeah right yeah, yeah. like you get to a certain age and you're like it's okay this yeah it's a safe thing yeah, yeah. to now do in public but yeah. um he hasn't got to that point so so he... i'm always just aware that i'm like i bet he has a massive he's, stick hu- he's tucked up he's, <laughs> he's tucking it up is he yeah. laying on his stomach at any point or holding anything in front of his crotch I mean, he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's on Austin powers he's, <laughs> he's on national television you know like he's being filmed at all angles so there's probably, there's he's probably, got to have some method right oh, there's probably sure. been outtakes where he's been standing there and there's been a, like a mild cool wind yeah. just kind of brush against his neck and he's going oh, <laughs> alright clean up gonna have to refilm <laughs> that yeah. they've got a Christmas tape of like 18 times where just in scenes they had to stop down for half an hour or Colton got cleaned up because the scene just ends with him going oh. <laughs> he's sitting in a cafe they do a long interview the sun comes in just hits the little bit of his calf muscle oh sorry about that I would love to be that sensitive again that sounds fun if a, if a cool wind could bring me to climax I'd be I'd be a happy man oh, well yeah. it's, it's the equivalent of like if you know say you smoke pot and you haven't smoked pot for ages and oh, you yeah. have a joint yeah. why are you it'll looking at me you, when you say that it'll get you really ripped but if yeah. you're doing it all the time yeah. then you know you don't notice as much and he's he's doing the equivalent of you know <laughs> Like a guy who's never smoked pot who's now <laughs> yeah. living with Cheech and Chong. Oh my god. <laughs> like Cheech and Chong and Cypress Hill and this guy have moved into a house yeah. with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And oh, so every so day funny. It's just, so funny. And what they all have in common is both shows have a lot of eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So what's his deal? Is he Christian? Is that what's up? I, yeah, I guess so. But he's not obviously that Christian because mm. like he's on this show making out with all these women and stuff. Yeah, right, right. But yeah. he has morals. Sure. Like that's why he's been, he's an attractive dude in an all-American sort of way. Mm. And he has, he seems to have for a reality show contestant a, a decent enough set of morals. Like he's that perfect one where he's a nice guy. 
He doesn't want to hurt people. Yeah. But he also wants to make out with every single woman he ever goes on a <laughs> yeah. date with. Like, and once he fucks someone, finally, he will break their heart. And he'll fuck them. One hundred percent. The last thing in the world you <laughs> oh want to God. be is the first person yeah, yeah. to do this. Like that is not no no no. You want to go on the show where he fucks on the first date, the yeah. first person in the house. Yeah. And by the time he gets to the seventeenth, he's ready to settle down. <laughs> like that's you want to be the seventeenth date. And he's had sex with the first sixteen uh, in a row. That's how Man. it should be. One of my first ever jobs was as a runner on Farmer Wants a Wife, right. which is kind of the Australian version of that. And uh, I had to be a, I had to drive the women to and from these dates with these farmers. And let me tell you, none of these women wanted to marry a farmer, but they all wanted to fuck a farmer on TV. <laughs> they all did. And every farmer wanted to fuck a woman on TV. No one wanted to get married. Yeah. I was just driving. They originally pictured it as farmer wants to fuck a woman on TV, but they were like, uh, we're going to have to call it something else. We can keep the, the concept strong. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. The farmer part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, same concept. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. not changing a word of your pitch yeah, other yeah. than the title. The name yeah. has to be slightly yeah. different. I'll talk about it afterwards. It was one of the greatest pictures I have ever seen but boy the landing was a misstep we'll country yeah. folk and we'll let them root on tv yeah finally so the idea is we get a bunch of bogans in the house we feed yeah. them alcohol and we get yeah. them to fight and fuck uh we uh but we're gonna call it big brother so people don't suspect yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll tie in some message about yeah. surveillance yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's really about them fingering yeah it's really about sarah marie uh yeah getting doing the bum, the bum yeah <laughs> I was thinking of Orwell a lot at oh, the time yeah. when Sarah Marie was doing course. her bum dance. We you all know? were, I was, like, we, yeah. I was pondering the ramifications of a technology yeah. society. Yeah. And look at the handbrake it put on us. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Big brother up late, please. Yeah. What is going on in room 101? Oh, it's the bum dance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always thought it was something much worse. There was a lot of great shit that came out of that show. The turkey slap as well. This world was introduced to turkey slapping via yeah. Big Brother. I mean, when you think about it, you're right because... There was dancing Duna. Mm-hmm. There was um, Pete Timms's Crohn's disease or whatever. He had. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> Remember he couldn't go to the toilet without bleeding, and yeah. it raised awareness of Crohn's disease yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was <laughs> Sarah Marie's bum dance, body uh-huh. positivity in the early days. Uh-huh. Um, there was oh uh, Merlin. Merlin's uh, protest. Free th refugees. Yep, free th- refugees. Refugees. Yeah. <laughs> free yeah. refugees. That was iconic. Um, they would have freed him if he just got that other letter. I know, there. if only he didn't fuck that up. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the turkey slap. Who else? There was the twins. Remember when they brought the twins in? They let them pretend to be one person. Someone got kicked out of Celebrity Big Brother, didn't they? Warwick mm. Kappa or someone? Didn't someone show their dick? Oh, that yeah. sounds very much like Warwick sounds Kappa. Sounds like Warwick Kappa. Also, Red Simons escaped from the house. That was cool shit. He found a secret way out and got out. There was some cool shit on that show. Oh, really? There like, was, always... was there meant to be a secret door or did he just find a floor in the Matrix? found a floor. He found wow. a floor. Wow. I used to love it. I, you know, it was a, a sexual awakening for me watching that show. Yeah, right. Just people showering all the time. It was exciting stuff. <laughs> I a little showering. <laughs> think that it would have been a better show that if, if it did have a bit of that sort of maze labyrinth aspect to it. So that you put them on the house, but you also let them know that Mm. if they could find their way out of the maze, Mm. that they can get out. 
Okay. You know, so you've got that sort of like double thing happening at the same time. So in this spare time, you know, there's two doors and, you know, one, yeah. one guy always tells the truth and, you know, like a yeah. proper labyrinth situation yeah. oh, where yeah. there's different levels of it. They go to bed and uh, then they rearrange the room so it's difficult to find where the fridge is. You've got all these tasks that you have to do. I'm actually really into this idea. This yeah. is great. Well, maybe we could just reboot Big Brother, but just yeah. like make it more... More about the Orwellian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like a series of mind games. Because people would sign up to that now. Like, I yeah. mean, people are willing to go and married at first sight and get married and divorced and cheat and yeah. fight and whatever on national television. Yeah. Like, you could make anything now. Make Big Brother, but just make it much more fucked up. Get a whole bunch of people and go, we're just going to, we're just going to subject you yeah. to uh, a cruel and unusual mm. um, experiment on national television. It'll eventually define and destroy the rest of your entire existence. So it's uh, but, Big Brother meets Saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Right. but but instead of Jigsaw, uh, we're just uh, Jigsaw is played by modern media <laughs> and the society that you will be put back out into at the end of it when everything like, like open the yeah, door. Jigsaw like... is more a metaphor, <laughs> yeah, an analogy for yeah. the broader society yeah. and our yeah. obsession with the fleeting nature of fame. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but if you've watched Saw and you imagine Jigsaw to yeah. be that, then it's yes. kind of like that. I reckon the finale is you've got three contestants and you open the doors to let them out into the real world. But what you've done is you put them in an elaborate, massive stage and you've turned it into the end of uh, into all of Mad Max Fury Road. So when they come out, they think, "What has happened to the world?" And you go Truman Show with it and really mess with them. You know what? I think you've actually stumbled on a fucking brilliant idea there because. Um, Here's what I reckon is the most interesting bit that we never get to see of those. We put all these people in a house or whatever on the show. Mm. You have your reunion special, always rates its ass off. But what mm. we're really fascinated by is the next three months of their life. Mm. Like that oh, sweet yeah. window between being that, like, you know, going to the races, getting yep. invited to nightclubs, you know, yep. becoming an Instagram influencer, mm-hmm. all that shit you do in that period of time. Who they fuck. Like, yep. Can you imagine the footballers, you know, they're hooking up with or yep. the minor celebrities or people from different, like, that's all the interesting shit. Right? Yeah. So you put him in the house or whatever, you know, the experiment, whatever it is. But then when you release them back out into public, it's not actually public. We've it's put together simulation. a replica yeah. public. So, you know, you've got the races <laughs> and you've got the blah, 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 but it's all actors. Like this is yeah. all just still part of the television show. That we're all watching. They think they're in the outside world, but they're just in a smaller version of the outside world that we've replicated. So that. And we what are these them. actors doing? Do they treat them like celebrities, or do they act like they don't know who they are? What's the? What's I think the it's best a mix. Yeah, okay. I think there's some people who are actors who are just pushing in the right direction, but some people are just they they just think they're in some part of. All right. You know what? Maybe it's a- real society. Oh, no, some actors oh, to shape it. Yeah, but they're in real society. So this was my theory. Okay. So twelve weeks. In the house, next 12 weeks, they're in the simulation. What they don't realise is they've signed up for another 12 weeks because nobody reads the... You make it like apples so you don't see it. For the next 12 weeks after that, there is surveillance and other actors in the real world. And you yes. have all these things where you, some of them you just take away, like Harold Sun won't talk to them anymore and watch how they deal with it. And then you release that 12 weeks after the 12 weeks is done <laughs> yes. and then go from there. And yes. forget where the real world is anymore. <laughs> I so mean, can't you imagine, like, imagine the episode when yeah. Hot Dogs gets his blowjob in oh, the alleyway outside oh, that nightclub in Cairns. But is she Gilligan's an actor? Son. 
That's no, what I want to know. No, no the no. actor has just got him to the nightclub or got yeah, to make okay. sure he got enough drinks. Or yeah, you know what? He should be cut off from the, the bar and like going, yeah. no, let's yeah. have some more tequila. Okay. <laughs> They're more just the provocateur. They put some things in motion. Yeah. They don't necessarily know that hot dogs is going to get not one but two blowjobs in the same alleyway in that uh, alleyway outside. Uh, Gilligan's. What was it? Gilligan's. Gilligan's. Big shout out. Outside Gilligan's in Cairns. <laughs> what uh, a lucky duck. Honestly, what a lucky duck. <laughs> Once but again, they sounds know pretty exhausting. That if they get hot dogs to a appearance yep. at a Cairns nightclub, yep. then whatever happens after that is going to be good entertainment That's for people. That's the show. Right? Yeah. Like your money shot is the blowjobs in the alleyway, yeah. but yeah. it would have been a whole the episode of high fiving each other in yeah. the trucks at yeah. that point, being like, "Oh, thank fuck, we got an ending to the episode." Yeah, we no, the two problem is we parked. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're spoiled for choice. <laughs> Gonna have to extend the season. Ironically, I think about. Um, I'd like to see a show that follows up on what happens to the people that were on Queer Eye about a month after yes. Queer Eye, a month after the Queer Eye boys leave town. I want to know what happens to those people. Do they just go back to normal shitty life? Do they feel weird that they had all this attention on themselves in small town America and then now it's gone? Do, do people resent them? Do Can they afford to keep buying these nice clothes and nice food? I'd like to see that show. Oh, man, that's good. Man, it, that's really good. I think well, it's depressing. You're, yeah. you're no, a person after my own interests because yeah. <laughs> I once spent an entire day... Uh, Watching and then Googling a series of Gordon Ramsay's uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one where he, you know, essentially he goes to a cafe or a restaurant mm. that's struggling and then he yeah. fixes it fixes up with them, up. yells at him a lot and fixes it up for him. Yeah. Mm. Introduces Kyle to the I would watch the episode mm. and then I would Google the restaurant and what they were up to. Yeah. And like 90% of them have gone out of business. And oh, also, God. by the way, it turns out there's a lot of other people who share my interests oh. because there was like articles about it. Oh, and like, yeah, right. Like I didn't actually have to eventually go through it all. There was like top 10 lists of places that whatever happened to blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, good. I've stumbled <laughs> onto like... It's like it, it was my version of being on the dark web. Oh, yeah. Like I yeah. stumbled onto an internet community yeah. that had a very specific taste. Chef yeah. web. And I was like, oh, this must be like what it's like to be a goth in the country and move yeah. to the city. Like, there's so many people like me. You like what I like. I love that. I love that. That's so. That's the real show for me. I want. Yeah. yeah I want to see the follow ups on everyone that's had a dalliance with reality fame. That's yeah. the stuff I want to see. Man, you would get some really like it would be like an anthology series because there'd be some stories that would be earth shattering, and some would be really funny, and some would be oh god, that's inspirational. Like you'd be getting yeah. a different kind of story every time. Yeah, it'd well, be great. You call it reality, reality. Yeah, mm. and um, uh, you could tell good stories and bad stories, right? Mm. Because the truth of it is, you look at Fitzy, like you know mm. uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, Fitzy, yeah. he. Yeah, it was well, he played a few games of AFL football and then was in Adelaide doing fuck all with his yeah. life mm. and went on Big Brother and mm. now is a, you know, kind of nationally profiled radio and television yeah. celebrity. Yeah, just and will a be really a, natural will, talent. Will be an Australian TV celebrity forever. Mm. Like, he'll always have a job in some form of, like, whatever he wants to do for the rest of his yeah. life yeah. because he went on Big Brother. Yeah, that's true. So there's, like, you could actually tell some really... 
amazing stories and it'd be great to kind of get those. I mean, Chrissy Swan. Chrissy Swan, yeah. great example. You know? Yeah. Like a lot of actually really genuinely talented people who've had excellent careers have come out of those shows. So there's... Yeah. yeah. Millsy got to root Paris Hilton. Didn't, allegedly. Exciting. Well... Didn't. I, didn't. Oh, I like heard... that you put allegedly on didn't. Well... <laughs> Well, because I don't want to be hurt. I don't want that held against me. Yeah. Well, you wasn't. know the, the funny thing is, uh, it, it, this is like the opposite of a bit of gossip. Yeah. Because right. normally you'd be like, "Oh, here's the gossip. You can't tell yeah. anybody." But uh, Millsy, <laughs> yeah, uh, rooted Paris Hilton. And yeah. that's exactly yeah. how yeah. it would have gone down if it wasn't meant to be told by Will on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. But that's what Perfect everybody. Recreation. That's what everybody thinks. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard, and from somebody that I, I probably, in retrospect. Like, this is funny because this story is the truth, I believe, and it's come from a pretty good good source. Right. Um, but it's weird that you have to defend the truth, which is that that never happened. Yeah. Because everyone so I've likes heard the story. from somebody who was very close to that, that, that perhaps the way that everybody thinks that went down is not the way that it went down, but that the person involved is not particularly interested in caring one way or the other right. what people think. Yeah. Why ruin the mythology? Exactly. What happens yeah. if you found out Bruce Wayne only had one parent die? And really liked bats. Yeah, calm down, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I told people I was tortured psychologically by yeah. bats, yeah. but... I actually yeah. love them. I love that. Yeah. I love the way they look. I love the logo. I yeah. put one on my car. Yeah, I think I look fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Check See, this it's out. a real different proposition, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you go, I'm psychologically tortured by bats and therefore they inform the darkness that yeah. I bring yeah. to this job as Batman. Yeah. Uh, versus... I like bats. I'm yeah. obsessed with bats. You know what? Bat, I'm, I'm like, a bat I'm gonna, man. I'm yeah. going to dress as yeah. a bat. <laughs> you know, you know what this is? Crime, but also uh, dress as a bat. This Bruce is the sucks. origin. This is the origin of the Adam West Batman. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, because he's groovy. Yeah. Oh, I got a bit of a paunch. Yeah. Hey, check out the bat copter. <laughs> yeah. I call everything bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love bats. <laughs> love them. They look great. Make really good symbols. Kind of freaks some other people out. I get so much enjoyment out of that. And then I feel like saying to him. Nah, man, they're cool. They're yeah. bats. Do the Batusi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That's I, what I, I always thought the Dark Knight Rises lacked. In that last fight, he does that to Bane. And Bane's like, what is happening? <laughs> Boom, takes him out. Well, that brings us to um, what we were talking about before we press record. Oh, the Joker good. trailer. The new <laughs> yeah. Joker trailer. Dude. I love that Cam, Cam's sitting on a seat that feels like he's hosting a talk show. Yeah, yeah that's And he's too. really leaned into the role. I am, yeah, and you know what? I'm the guest and you're the musical guy <laughs> with the way everything is. You're Paul Schaefer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote It's Raining Men. <laughs> I've actually. Did he really? Yeah, it's yeah, my favourite Paul Schaefer fact. <laughs> that's great. I mainly, I mainly know him from Spinal Tap. I love him in Spinal Tap as yeah. Artie Fufkin. <laughs> Polymer Records. Yeah. Fucking fantastic cameo. <laughs> Makes up for a lot of suits. It does. It does. Now, what do you what do you guys think about this Joker trailer? You you said oh, yeah. to me you have a line that you both say together, which I think is pretty cute. By the way, you guys have a line. We were doing a one word at a time <laughs> when, when, when we when we were doing the uh, pre interview. <laughs> we're we're yeah, seeing the this we're, we're, interview. We're secret improvisers when no one's around. <laughs> Go out a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the Joker trailer? <laughs> As say, like, what did you think of the Joker trailer? Yeah, as a cowboy. Yeah. Um, yeah well, the, basically, we both kind of agreed on the same thing, which was yeah. that neither of us have any particular desire mm. to see a movie about the Joker. Mm. Um, however, if they're going to make one anyway, which they're going to, yeah, this looks like it might be all right. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's what pretty I good. I don't want it, but I'll watch it. Now, why don't you want it? 
Well, because oh. I've had the idea for the greatest Joker movie of all oh. time, and it spoiled every other. I was literally about to say you should sit down for this, but because you're sitting down, you should lay down. <laughs> yep. Take off your shoes. All right, I'd like you to tell the me that story after this quick break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're back. All right, Will, tell us this pitch for this Joker movie you've got. Okay, so. Uh, oh my God, a, please don't sneeze in my face, Ramon. There's a couple of facts. Uh, there's probably a couple of things unfortunately that'll mean this will never happen uh one of them is that heath ledger is dead so that's going to be our toughest hurdle to overcome that's definitely a tough one to overcome okay ramona is like in the most awkward position for you of all time yeah Yeah. she's like saying i can be a microphone too yeah she's very intimate i mean i'm feeling a little to be honest like yeah she just wants you to rub her back if you rub her back she'll leave you alone all right i'll rub her back (laughs) (laughs) so um, it's a pretty simple concept, to be okay. honest. You just uh, you remake The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but you just tell the entire story from the Joker's perspective. Yeah, that is pretty And that's cool. the movie. That's a cool idea. Right? You flip it on its head. So, you know how at the start of The Dark Knight, that entire first scene mm. is like a short film mm-hmm. just about the... The heist. The heist. Yep. So, the first, you know, 10 minutes is a Batman short film, right? You just right. get to tell a proper old-fashioned... Batman adventure story of Batman instead of it being part of this grand narrative that has to go from to beginning to end so quickly mm. where, you, where you don't get that week to week adventure because mm. that's what the the only thing those Batman movies miss is that spirit of just going not everything's on the fucking line for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. want to see Batman be cool and yeah. use his weapons. Oh, and the first half yeah. of the fight. Da- first like- half of the Dark Knight, he's, he and Alfred are joking around. They're yeah. having a really good time. We are nailing shit. Yeah, more of that. Yeah. Just a bit of them enjoying, like, being, you know... Yeah. Being Batman. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that sweet period where you're like, how fucking good <laughs> is it to be Batman before the weight of the world, you know, yeah. weighs you down and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what he is. Before the Joker comes along... This this is where he's like you know prime, primo Batman. You yeah. could be, you know, yeah. you could tell a little story. So the you first... do that, and then you flip it and you just tell the entire story with Heath Ledger from the, and it's just a companion piece. But essentially, it's two completely different movies, mm. but telling the exact same story, but from the other characters' perspectives. Yeah. Imagine the first six minutes. It's the first six minutes is the guys who dress up as Batman all driving along. Hey, why do they call him the Batman? They say he dresses like a giant bat, like a kid with child psychology problems, you know, and it's all yeah. acting out. In and, uh, and in your version of this, do we get a Joker origin or no? Oh, I would start with him putting on... No. I have some firm views on this. Yeah, uh, I would start the first time you see him, he's... You got the radio, you got the TV on in the background talking about the Batman, that, and from behind you're watching him put his makeup on, but you can't see it, and then he just kind of turns around, mm. ready to get to work. I, I, don't th- I don't think that you need any version of a Joker origin. Yeah. Like, I know that that's what this new film's going to do. Yeah. And look, there's part of me that's like, you know, the, the failed stand up comedian thing. It's like, yeah. finally, a movie that'll get comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It looks like, like this, a documentary yeah. to us. This will be the first stand-up <laughs> yeah. movie that really actually that gets into gets the psychology yeah. of what Even it's watching like. the trailer, yeah. there's a bit where he's like bombing in a nightclub and yeah. I was like, oof, been there. Yeah, yeah. 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 been there. Suddenly you can see yourself being the Joker. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, well, exactly. You know what? Well, if that's um, all it takes, yeah, I'm probably one or two bombs off. Uh, I mean, yeah. no one would suspect it was me. Mm. Mm. Would you rather... You'd, you'd probably be a Joker. I could see you being a Joker. Well, I mean, the point is, if I could... Re- if the trick would be for it to be as far away from 
people being able to go, I can see it's him. Mm. Right? Mm. I don't want people to be able to see that it's me. I want people to think it could never be me. Yeah. You know, Bruce Wayne Batman style. Uh-huh. Like I want my, you know, IRL to be, yeah, di- distinct from my... From your villain From my persona. Joker so that people don't go, isn't it weird that Will Anderson's never here when the Joker's here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he wearing nail polish again? Yeah. It's always green. Yeah. It's so it's weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> It seems to be getting kissed all the time. It's got yeah. all this lipstick around his face. <laughs> well, What's happening with Will? From what I've heard, it's not... Calls his next show Wilco. Ah, oh, he's yeah. giving it away. Oh, no. It was he all there. It. He gave us all the info. <laughs> yeah. Looking back In on retrospect. It, <laughs> oh, really willing obvious. joke. Come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, yeah. Come well on. Yeah. That was great. That's right. Therefore, for the, for the people at home, uh, <laughs> Cameron and Justin just shook hands. Yeah, it was a good moment. <laughs> That was the nerdiest thing that's ever happened. It was great. After a I, Batman pun. Mate, I grew ovaries and they both burst. <laughs> I think it looks all right. Yeah. I think the movie looks all right. It's got it, Scorsese EPing it. Yeah, it can't be a bad thing. You know, thing. weirdly, the, the bit that I thought, oh, that's interesting, was how thin he looks. Oh, yeah. It was it kind of looked a bit alien the way he was uh, holding himself and moving. And it's yeah. like, oh, that was creepy enough to make me go, oh, okay, that could be good. I saw uh, Joaquin Phoenix up close one night uh, outside a restaurant in uh, Los Angeles and um, uh, Amy went and bummed a... I can't remember if she bummed a smoke off them or she got a light from him and his girlfriend or partner or wife or whoever she was. Um, And I was probably about as far away from uh, as I am from you guys, from where he was. Hmm. And I was like... He's like, I think he's more handsome than I think of him as being. Mm. Right. Like in real life, he's actually very handsome. Right. Whereas like when I see him in movies and stuff, I don't necessarily think of mm. him as being particularly handsome. Well, he doesn't often play the typical leading no. handsome guy, no. does he? Like no, he's got a bit of, there's freaks. a bit of gurning about him. Yeah. Like, like yeah. his face oh, is... For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You see The Master? Yes. That is the most yes. psychotic performance I've ever seen on camera. He looks yeah. like he's in the middle of a meth bender. It's insane. There's always a hint of uh, the potential for violence to break out at any given moment. And, Terrifying. But, and, but uh, Hoffman's performance off, off mm, it mm. as well. You know, the, the two alpha males, the intellectual yeah. versus the physical and mm. how they're both a bit fascinated and repulsed with it. I reckon that's an underrated film. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I could probably watch it once every three years. Oh, yeah. You need some time off. Yeah. It's too full on. It's too full on. Um, mm. Do you have a particular feeling one way or the other about whether you care about... What do you think about the extension of the universe? Because I, I, I think in this, the grand theory of where superhero movies go from mm. now, right? Because mm. Endgame is going to be an end game of sorts... I think more broadly for comic book films, right? Mm. Like I think we've just seen with Shazam mm. that like, you know, that's a kind of a bit of a, no, DC's not going to, you know, it's not all about creating their own version of the MCU anymore. Mm. They had a go at that. It didn't really work out. Some of it's worked out well, you mm. know, they'll make another Aquaman film probably, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wonder Woman. You know, the, yeah. Right. But they don't have to stick to everything being, Let's, you know, yeah, we'll go off and do some different things. So, what do you think about the idea of telling those different stories just as self contained sort of? Well, I think that's a cool idea because that is kind of what Marvel was doing at first. Like, 
that Nick Fury cameo at the end of Iron Man was just a little joke, essentially. And then it just grew into something bigger, naturally. So I'd, I'd rather watch a movie that's a Joker story that there will be no sequel to, or Shazam, I haven't seen Shazam, but I'd, I'd rather watch something that I know I'm not investing time into. There's been like 20 Marvel movies or no, something. What is it, 21? 20, yeah, something like that. 21 or 22? Yeah. And I didn't watch any of them until about a year and a half ago, and now I've watched all of them. And that's, I feel like I'm fucking invested in this company yeah. now. And why? And why it's, do I... <laughs> it's the end of the first season coming up. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I must admit that the, the sum of the whole mm. has become very powerful to me in a way that none of the particular individual parts are powerful to me. Yeah, like, I, I can... will rewatch mm. most of those movies, but none of them make my top... None of those 20 movies would probably make my top... 20 movies. No, you yeah, know what I mean? of course not. Yeah. But as a complete, like, there's no movie that I've anticipated more since Dark Knight Rises than I'm looking forward to Endgame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I've been re watching Infinity War. I'm like yeah. watching fucking internet videos. I've become that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched so many theory, well. video, theory videos yeah. and things you would have missed. And, yeah. Like, I've been doing study. Yeah. I've been building yeah. up my knowledge about yeah. the MCU yeah. in, in anticipation for what might it's happen. Fun. I can't believe that I know who these characters are. I, like, I, I can't believe that you know. Like that, oh, make, that, that does yes. my head in. That yeah. must be the thing that, like, because you've always known, mate. I would like, you know, it's uh, even as a kid mm. when I was collecting from like the age of like really seriously from about eleven. Um, you know how like I sat in the cinema of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm. too, surrounded by all these really you know attractive and young beautiful people and I'm sitting there thinking they're all watching Kurt Russell play Ego the Living Planet yeah. like how did this happen like yeah. how did that but there's always something else that comes along that like at first it was Groot how are they making Groot happen but at first it was like they're making Thor happen mm. <laughs> like it just mm. keeps getting more like they keep taking these massive swings like it's amazing to me that People know who Killmonger is. Yeah, it's like wow, that is a that's sometimes a deep dive for comic book fans. How do you feel about it? Do you feel happy or do you feel? Ah, I enjoy it. Infuriated that uh, your culture's been appropriated. <laughs> <laughs> I notice a lot of people wearing glasses that don't need to wear them. I'm looking at you with all of my eyes. Um, no, I kind of. It's just I find it really enjoyable. Yeah. You know, it's really funny to be talking to. You know, uh, an athlete who says to you, you know, what was wrong with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? They never had with great power comes great responsibility. That's his whole ethos. And I'm like, you've got a six pack. Like, yeah. how the fuck do you know that? Anyway, it's kind of cool. I can't believe cool. that I live in a world where I've met Thor. Oh, yeah, right. And I know Spider-Man's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Carl so, Donnelly goes and plays golf in, with him. Yeah, um, what Tom Holland's dad? Tom Holland's dad, uh, Dominic Holland, uh, is, is was, is. I don't know what his, the, his current status of no. stand-up is, but he was a stand-up who, like, <laughs> I, I did not know well, by the way, yeah. but he did some stuff here or I met him in the UK. I can't no, remember, maybe a bit of both. Yeah. And... Hmm. Um, yeah, couldn't believe it when I was just like, wow. oh my God, Spider-Man's like Dominic Holland's kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really worried about him, actually. Do you know what I mean? Like if, it's just, like, yeah. if, like if Dave Thornton's kid grew yeah. up and was Spider-Man, yeah. you'd be like, oh my God, I yeah. know Dave Thornton. Yeah. And now his kid's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that great. That is so weird. Do you think that you'll tap out after Endgame? 
That's what I'm starting to think now. Now that we're building up to it, I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't know if I can keep going. I keep. Um, I, I have. What, a f- what, what else are we going to do? Well, I'll have to kill myself. If, they, yeah. if they keep making them, we'll keep watching. Them. Might as well check it out. Yes. Yeah. They will keep making. There's a fucking Spider-Man coming out. There's. Yeah. There's and they're not announcing of- everything else. They're yeah. holding everything back, and I reckon they'll take another couple of big swings like one of the things that they want to do is the eternals which is a jack kirby uh creation from the 70s about Mm. these uh uh pre uh pre-humans uh were genetically altered Mm. by these uh people called uh, these aliens called the celestials and some grow up to be beautiful and some grow up to be the deviants the underculture Anyway, they're going to do that. And I'm like, fuck, I'll give that a shot. Like, I am fascinated to see how you're going to do that. I mean, I watch, or like, I don't, I, I, this idea that somehow after 20 movies, like, we'll be done with superhero movies or whatever. I watch like Arrow and mm. Flash and all these like TV shows mm. where they're making like 22 episodes of essentially like, you know, comic book stories a week. Yeah. And I watch them all. <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> Like so, I'll watch. They'll bring out another movie, and I'll watch it. Yeah, we have Shang an agreement. Chai. We've made. We've we've both agreed to it. I like some of them more than I like others. Yeah, but I'll watch them. More. But you stick yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think the worst ones have been fine while I was watching it, and then I've just never gone back to it. So ah, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, that was fine. Just as long as every few years they angry. bring out a new John Wick film. That's that's Man, my. That's new all, actually all I need. I'm just well. like every two or three years, John Wick kills some more people. Yeah. If they, if that, you know how like Marvel mm. does the announcements, here's our next like four years, mm. here's the movie schedule. Yeah. Mm. I just love if the, the people behind John Wick just came out and went, here's the next five John Wick films. <laughs> yeah. That would reassure me in a way. That Every would give two me. years. Somebody asked me Wick. today what I'm looking forward to and I didn't have an answer. Yeah. If the John Wick people came out and gave me their 10 year plan, yeah. I would sign up now. Yeah. If they said, we want the money up front, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. How I'm much do you need? It to you. That's how I feel about the five You're mailing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about Fast and Furious. I can't believe they're they're making ten of them. Yeah, right. I well, the, the next one's like insane. a is, isn't the next one a spinoff? Dom and yeah, there's a spinoff coming out. Plus, there's two more. Plus, they're they're making their own MCU out of cars still yeah. stealing movies. <laughs> where, where does where does when when does that jump the shark? Because I've already had cars driving out of planes and, and racing. They jumped the shark in the fucking fourth one. Yeah, and yeah. they're jumping over sharks well, and yeah, whales great. and dolphins. One's going to have to be off a space shuttle. Woo! Yeah, that, there know. will be a space one eventually. There will be Fast and Furious in space, and I'll go watch it. Yeah, I reckon that's the first franchise that I've ever just gone. Like the first few of them, I was so unfussed by. Mm, like mm. I was just like, and then there was just a point, like five or six deep, yeah, where suddenly I was like, "What's going on here?" I think we yeah. all sort actually, of realized how are they? How are there six of these like, movies? I yeah. reckon yeah. it was part of that. Yeah, it was yeah. just that thing of going, "Look, if they've made six of yeah, them, they can't yeah. be bad." Like, I'm right here. <laughs> Give it a crack. <laughs> and then we had a look and we we're like, they're pretty fun. They're pretty yeah, fun. The yeah. rock's in them now. But also, you know? has like, that really. Has that... They attracted better actors. Like, yeah, it's so they weird. Yeah. That they're like, in a... yeah. Like, sequels attracting much better actors. It's insane. <laughs> Helen Mirren was in the last one. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I could not believe that. Right. Well, now we've got Oscar actors in these. Yeah. Like, Can you imagine next? on the set of The Fast and the Furious 2? Yeah. Where they're like. I bet if we do another six of these, we can get Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the second one, which not even Vin Diesel is in. Even he was like, I'm not going to no, do yeah. any more of these fucking yeah. movies. Well, I'm done. 
It's but, the only franchise that has come back from straight to DVD releases. The third yeah. one was a DVD release. Is that Tokyo yeah. Drift? Yeah, Tokyo Drift. And yeah. then the fourth so, one came back. So what this would be like, uh, you know, Sharknado 7 at the cinema starring Ben yeah. Kingsley. If that, exactly. <laughs> ben, Kingsley, <laughs> ben Kingsley is the shark in yeah. Sharknado. <laughs> and it's really good. It's He's actually, actually really, really good. good yeah, yeah, this yeah. one's really good. So now I'm Zirin still in it, but also Ben Kingsley. Oh, yeah. So Ben Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But it also has the, the, the one that actually has the really poignant ending with Paul Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually a really yeah, I pretty cried. moving moment. I'm happy yeah. to admit I cried in that scene. Yeah. Doesn't... It really has a lot. But that's uh, the point I'm at in my life now is the only way I can cry is in hyper-macho movies when men show sentimentality. Oh, yeah, you're at the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know you know what those movies are really about more than, you know, driving a, mm. a car out of a helicopter? Mm-mm. They're about family. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. you know, they are about family. They are about family. Oh, I've never those picked that up. Those movies made me... Yeah, no, they say it a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really co- concentrated. It's, it's, mostly, it's, it's, it's mostly subtext, but... Yeah. <laughs> I believe if you really study the scripts, which I have, because sometimes the cars can distract you. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. like to order the scripts and read, yeah, the, read, read the scripts. Fast and the Furious 13, we're all about family. Yeah. <laughs> Fast family. Where, where do you reckon? How far? Unless you've been hypnotized to forget your family or whatever the fuck oh, yeah, one oh, of the plots of them was. That was fucking yeah. ridiculous. Amazing. How far is too far? What, what's, where would you take it? I want to see it cross over with the Triple X franchise. Oh, right. Which also stars Vin Diesel. Yeah. And I want him him from Fast and Furious, Dominic Toretto, to fight him from Triple X, <laughs> Xander Cage. And I'll, I'm totally Great. happy for that to happen. Yeah, that's amazing. CGI fight between two of his iconic characters. Yeah, right? Yeah. How about we um, cross it with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and it's them in Matchbox Toys and it's Honey, I Shrunk the Furious. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, I've got a, <laughs> a cool. bit of a confession to make and this is hard for me to say, but it fits into kind of what we're saying, which okay. is that idea of a franchise, like despite the fact that a franchise had kind of time after time disappointed you and that you really shouldn't have gone back to it Yeah, that you finally went back to it and went yeah you know what mm. they might have got me that time I watched a little uh, film the other day I was mm. it's been a pretty busy time and I was like what would be a bit of mindless entertainment that mm-hmm. if I fall asleep during it I'm not going to worry so I dialed myself up a little uh, movie they made called uh, Bumblebee about oh, a little wow. uh, right. a little transformer that comes right. to us called yep. Bumblebee yeah. yeah it's got Hayley Hayley someone Stanfield Stanfield yep uh, and uh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I actually yeah. heard it's the best one. Yeah, oh, I've heard that I too. Liked it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, the transformer fights and stuff are great. The transformers look like they transform into things. Yeah, right. they're like proper trans, like not like that bullshit and all those other ones yeah. where you're just like, what happened? Yeah, and what are you what now? Yeah. You're like, oh, this is cool. They're turning from a car into a like a motorbike into a helicopter into a like a transformer oh person. hang on they can transform into heaps of different things yeah oh right so oh, good that's, that's such a simple cool. idea but it's so much better because now well, it's some of terminator yeah, some of them can some all oh, right yeah. the upgraded ones well and like bumblebee can uh turn into any car that it can sort of see and replicate mm. so like essentially 
you know, bump, so, I mean, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> if this is going to ruin it for you. But at the end, um, Bumblebee goes from sort of being the old school sort of, because Bumblebee has a go on the run mm. and um, become, like, goes from the old sort of, like, you know, uh, Volkswagen Beetle Bumblebee into the sort of updated, you know, muscle oh, right. car version. Maserati or some shit. And, um, nah, it's like a... Gets a, a facelift. It's like one of those um, classic American uh, yellow uh, yeah. sort of like uh, Camaro or something like yeah. that, right? And um, so, but because they've seen another car. So yeah. like, yeah, so it's got a bit of that, but it just, it's good. And she's good. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's got like a teen romance in it. Like it's it's a fun, it's a... It's a anyway. Is it directed by Michael Bay or just no. produced by him? Yes, that's no, what I thought. No, it's not. Yeah, that's yeah definitely part of it. But also, none of it makes you feel like if it was Michael Bay, yeah, like Haley Stein, what Stan Steinfeld, yeah, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. Haley Seinfeld, yeah, just kept asking what the deal was with things. <laughs> yeah, to deal with this uh, car that transforms into a. She'd be in like my car keeps talking to me. She'd be like she'd be in like short shorts, and like her uncle would be like she's sixteen, so she's ready to like yeah. yeah, Just those movies always made me feel gross. Honestly, I saw that at an IMAX, and that is possibly the worst moment I've ever had in the cinema. Whereas in this one, (laughs) like that scene where there's there's like a team. In this one, there's a teen romance, right? And then at the end, the dorky guy, her, like the the love interest, ends up being the kind of dorky best friend. Mm. But he tries to hold her hand at the end, and there's this like real cute moment where she's like, "No, not yet, or not ready, yeah, or whatever." Right. Where you're like, it kind of is like, "Oh no, no, no. it's like, eh, this is gonna happen." Yeah, but it's but also like, it's not like, and it was just like really quite well handled. That's, I yeah, was really yeah. enjoyed it. In the anyway. Michael Bay one, they would have fucked in Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While the guy's holding up the sign that says, you know, it's okay in this state. <laughs> I've got a full Colton. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I remember seeing uh, the first movie with you and Amy in, uh, oh. in Bondi Cinema and remember the, the <laughs> when... Megan Fox bends over in that gratuitous kind of weird ass denim gingham scene. I remember Amy just going, No. (laughs) (laughs) It was the only sensible response. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I like the kind of I like Transformers. I like the cartoon when I was a kid and stuff. Mm. And so I've been so disappointed by all those Transformers movies, but yeah. I was, I was glad that I um, checked that one out. What if? Okay, here's a pretty ambitious crossover: mm. Fast and the Furious meets Transformers. Right, it, they're purpose built to go together. Right, they're, it makes so much sense. Something happens where the Transformers can't drive themselves anymore. Yeah, and they need the best crew on earth who can operate for the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is great. They're a family. Because <laughs> Optimus Prime, you know what? A lot yeah. of his speeches at the end of Transformers episodes and movies are yeah. how it's all about family. Yeah, yeah. I reckon him and Vin Diesel would get pretty old. Oh, well. if they were like dueling banjos doing this final speech together. Also, imagine the acting on The Rock's face when he's in the car that transforms for the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, you know what? The only problem is um, that Vin Diesel has written into his contracts that he isn't allowed to lose any fights that he's in so if he had to fight a transformer he would beat that transformer amazing yeah apparently that's a big thing is that him and the rock both 
cannot lose fights that they're in on screen. Right. So if they're fighting each other, it's a draw at all times. And it happens in one of the movies. They knock each other out at the same time. Uh, it's Rocky too. Shit. It's beautiful <laughs> shit. Oh, good on them, right? Yeah. Like they know what they want. Yeah, why not? But I'd watch that movie. You know I would. I'd go watch any movie right. that has Vin Diesel in a robot car, 100%. Yeah, I reckon that's a great movie. <laughs> I honestly do. It's because it is that thing of going, we've got the Transformers, they're all here. The Decepticons are coming to Earth to kill them, but for some reason, the Transformers can't transform themselves anymore and they need like human operators to, yeah, yeah they can still fight, they can still defend, but they'll need yeah. these like, you know, uh, and who is the best <laughs> yeah. crew on Earth who can operate these sort of machines? Toretto, Hobbs, yeah. Shaw, Ludacris. <laughs> can you hear that that's money being printed (laughs) make this happen i mean it'd just be great to have like that sort of you know like the poster with Mm. optimus prime and like megatron and bumblebee and then on the other side the rock and vin diesel and michelle rodriguez it would make the most money out of anything. If you combine yeah. that with somehow with Jurassic Park, it would be, it would destroy the box office. Oh, yeah. Well, you could have some dinosaurs. Yeah, well, they had not? dinosaurs in one of the Transformers movies. They had the... Oh, yeah. The oh, rogue, yeah. That was the Warburg yeah. one. Was, it? was that the Warburg one? Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. That's it's... where I think I tapped out on the second Transformers. Yeah, no, the, that is the one where the... He, he's talking about his daughter being underage, yeah. and the guy's got the the certificate from Philadelphia saying it's okay. And it's and but it's all to this backdrop of a really. This is where I saw it on IMAX, and it was a close up of her from behind wearing mm. denim shorts, and it is so gross. <laughs> you could mm. just feel everyone go, "Oh, what just happened there?" Ugh. Yeah, so that's why I had no interest in Bumblebee until. Mm. I was just sold. That yep. sounds good. That's good. Sounds like a good Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere kind of movie. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, there's probably a day left on my rental period. Oh, I watch it today. <laughs> I'm cancelling some shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well take advantage of this. Because it's fair to say, even though I was dipping my toe back into the Transformers franchise, I didn't commit to a full purchase yeah. of the film. Like, <laughs> Seven ninety nine. Fuck no, that. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Oh, um, speaking of bad movies, did either of you guys see Now You See Me or Now You See Me 2? Uh, so, no. uh, <laughs> Cameron James. <laughs> Firstly, uh, thank you for coming to, to do the show today. It's nice to be doing a faux fop again. I forgot uh, what this podcast was about. Uh, uh, this has been exactly it. But if there is anything that uh, I think it's worth inventing this podcast for... It's to have an opportunity to talk about two movies that <laughs> I thought I was alone in even having watched. So, thank God. Um, thank God. So, now you see me, and now you see me too. So, now you see me. Or should I that will... be now you see me as well? Well, it should have been called Now You Don't. Huge missed opportunity. Yeah, right. It's about magic. Yeah. All so, right. um, premises uh, <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got it. Somehow is more far-fetched than Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the, the conceit you're meant to believe in the first place, <laughs> that we live in a world where there's this band of magicians who are popular and everybody stops yeah. to listen to. They're like the, rock like, stars. They're like rock right. stars, but also poets and prophets. Yeah, and, oh, right. 
But they're not. They're just stage magicians. They're like magicians. David Blaine. Like they're, they're yeah. a group of four magicians called the yep. Four Horsemen. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, and Dave Franco. Yes. Famous all over the world. Famous. If they can't even walk the streets. Everyone knows them. It is, but, but not just that. Like... Whenever they have a like a new announcement or a new thing, yeah. it's like world news. Yeah, like they've got a new trick or a new whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like the world will apparently stop. Yeah, to it's hear all the- over Times Square. Yeah, like, right. The, the new YouTube videos. Up. <laughs> It'd be like if David Copperfield and David Blaine and yeah. like yeah. you know those guys and got Chris together Angel, yeah. and Chris Angel, <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. like and then every time they're like, "Hey guys, guys, stop!" Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Chris Angel, David Blaine, and David Copperfield, and Penn Teller are ready to make an announcement. It is just like that. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, uh, so not only yeah. are they a world famous group of magicians, yes, they are also thieves. They're yes. bank thieves. Oh, right. Yeah. Who? So they're bad magicians. They are. No, they're great magicians. <laughs> they're fantastic right. magicians. But they're using their powers for good. In, uh, for they're like Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah. They oh, do giving, big yes. tricks where they rob from companies like uh, insurance companies that have yeah. defrauded people and give to the poor. Or right. kind of like a, I guess, a, like a magic version of Banksy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's like, a, it's all like a, you know. Or like when the KLF burnt a, you know a million pounds in cash, right? Yeah, yeah. Then there's all these big public stunts that like yeah. they're this submersive, this subversive group of like yes, right. yeah, stealing from the rich and giving back to society. Yeah, and through the, pulling through their medium of magic, so right. they're being <laughs> through the their medium of stage magic. Yeah, they're being hunted by Mark Ruffalo <laughs> from oh, yeah. the FBI. It's yeah. an insane cast, like yeah. such a cast of great actors yeah. in this dog shit, and. Uh, they're being hunted. They're on the run. No one knows where they are. No one knows their real identities. But every 20 or 30 minutes, they do a full stage performance at a sold out yeah. show somewhere. Oh, right. <laughs> and do, and wow. do a huge stunt again. And they can no. somehow never get caught. No. Right. It's insane. Like, it's such a, like, for anyone who's loved a, you know, a heist movie or a, yeah. like, it's, it's like heist porn. And yeah. It's magic porn. Yeah. yeah. Like, all this idea of, like, <laughs> so it's essentially porn. what a kid would think. Was cool. Yeah. It's right, like totally. it was, you know, like when you were like five or six and yeah. you saw like doing card tricks and like yeah. making shit disappear was like the coolest thing. You're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. If you were able to do those things, you'd be the coolest person on earth. Yeah. You probably have friends who are all moon, you know, like yeah. and steal from rich people and give it back to everybody and put on shows and no one could ever catch me. It'd be amazing. Oh my we God. call ourselves the four horsies, horsemen. Like, yeah, that's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And none of the none of the magic makes sense at all. It's not even. It's not like the prestige where it's all tricks that you can kind of see and you go, yeah. oh yeah, I can see that that's sleight of hand. This is like Jesse Eisenberg makes rain stop mm. and and freeze mid air. Well, right. what they do is they give you. Like you know how the prestige gives you all the information. Like yeah. Um, you know, mm. this is it gives you enough information to con you into thinking that it's plausible. Yeah. But the magic that they're really doing is that they're making a movie where you can edit. Yeah. Many of these schemes are only made plausible by the fact that they're in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so for example, just you, they see, you see them setting up reflection and lights mm. for Jesse Eisenberg to do this like, trick where he yep. makes the rain stop right but they never really explain yeah. how any of that works That's true, they yeah. just show some like they're setting up some lights and some mirrors and you go it's done with lights and mirrors i guess yeah. that's how he does it i guess it. it's how he yeah, does it yeah. so then when through Magic. through 
CGI. Yeah. <laughs> he makes the rain stop. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how the trick yeah. was actually done. Why didn't There's they no just... amount of rain and mirrors that you can make look like the CGI they use for that trick. Oh, God. How many you got to watch it? Because the second one somehow doubles right, down gonna, on Hang itself. on. We're not, we're not done with the first one. Let's. Oh, uh, thank God. Because I'm never going to get an opportunity to talk about this that's again. That's true. I've ne- I haven't met anyone else who's watched it. Let's not it. rush through it. I've seen Now You See It, I would say, 10 times. What? <laughs> You're the reason it's trending on Netflix it, right it's now. It's my go-to uh, movie because, as you said, full of great actors because we haven't even got yeah. to the fact that Morgan Freeman's in it. Oh, it's yeah, true. right. Oh, there's and Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is he in the second one? Yeah, he's in both of them. Oh, yep. is he? Right. Daniel Radcliffe's, Radcliffe's mm. in the second one, Radcliffe's but let's not skip ahead. Yeah, Let's not skip ahead. Yeah. 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 We've got to stay focused. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> uh, Morgan Freeman's character, how would you describe? Well, his name is Thaddeus, Thaddeus Bradley. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Nothing in this yeah. movie is half done. Yeah. <laughs> and he's I think like I pulled a, a Thaddeus Bradley once. He's like a debunker. He's, right. like a, he's also world famous. Oh, world famous debunker. Right. <laughs> and he's world famous for putting, for putting out specials where he debunks other magicians' yeah. tricks. Right. Right. And explains how they're done. Right. Which there and was a period there was where a thing people called were the into magician. Remember yeah. that? I used to watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that people that cool. was a, like a bit of a phenomenon for a while. Yeah, because people cool. would, we do all love a magician. Like it's a yeah. secret, dirty shame of ours. Yeah, and every now and again we try to make it work again. Yeah, like when people were really into David Copperfield, or when like Blaine. People, Blaine, Costino. Oh, Costino. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. out here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. There's a few that have kind of people go, yeah, I like a bit, a bit of magic. Yeah. And the internet debunking, like all that Penn and Teller stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, um, uh, you know, or I reckon there is some plausibility to his character in a way that yeah. there isn't to the other magician characters in it. Yeah, that's like, right. You know, the idea that this guy would have this television show and become a kind of like a Bill Nye the Science Guy or what, yeah. no, who's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's kind of like, yeah. he's yeah. got a bit of Neil deGrasse Tyson of magic about him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's kind of their enemy. He, he has a... Yeah, he's the big bad. Yeah, he's right. the big bad. Right, okay. And, uh, oh, and Mark Ruffalo is the big bad because he's the FBI agent yeah. who's trying to hunt down these four horsemen. Uh, there's also this mysterious, perhaps supernatural society called the, the eye. Hand. Oh, the eye. No, yeah, yeah. the eye. Yeah, that's the right. eye have been around. It's, yeah. it's a shortening of the eye of Horus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> They've of course. been around since that's gonna be my the, first guess. the days of the pharaohs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an order of magicians that has always existed that yeah. seeks to uh, right the wrongs of society Exciting. and yeah. keep the scales balanced yeah. at yeah. all times. One removable thumb at a time. Yes. So there's this mysterious group called the Eye that, yeah, whatever. Yeah. God, yeah. I can't believe how much world building there is in so, this. So, well, there's a layer There's only of, two movies, right? There's yeah. a layer of super... Well, this is only information we've garnered from the first movie at this point. <laughs> oh, right. My so, God. anyway... In a massive, well, so in a massive twist, it turns out the entire elaborate scheme yeah. has been organised by the Eye of Horrors, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark the, Ruffalo! The, the yeah, that we've watched chase the them guy all. that we watched chase them all the whole time. Is, is he really a magician too? Yeah, he yeah. Is, he well, is. is he a magician or is he the world's greatest magician? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it sounds like he might be. 
He's part of the eye. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, of course. He's an incredible magician. Yeah, he's like the greatest magician that's ever lived. Which because makes he's no pulled sense. off the most elaborate, yeah. like, long con right. of all time. Even a yeah. long con on us, who yeah. we have watched him be in scenes by himself. Self. Where right. he's frustrated that he can't catch the four yeah. horsemen. Right, he's where a the method only actor. Reason, <laughs> the only reason that would make sense if he's, he's aware he's in a movie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not even a moment where he's by himself where he's like, oh, thank God I can just be me for a second. The world's yeah, greatest right. magician. <laughs> and do some sick close-up magic by himself. Yeah, pick a but he does some sick close-up magic. magic. Yeah. Right. You know what you don't want to do with this motherfucker? Put him in handcuffs. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, right. you idiot. Yeah. You, think, you think handcuffs yeah. can constrain the world's greatest magician, Mark Ruffalo? He somehow does a cool thing where they put him in handcuffs behind his back and then he moves his arms in one swift movement and then every other cop is in handcuffs, but he's free. Oh, right. And they're all That's chained a hell of a to trick. each other. Yeah. Right, yeah, in his defense. It's pretty great. Yeah. So anyway, that's the end of the first one is that you yes. find out Mark Ruffalo is the, the uh, so, leader. And uh, so they're, they're, they're five and, very... Uh, Morgan Freeman's in jail. Right. Yeah, Morgan Freeman ends right. up in jail. Those five magicians uh, as actors are so disparate. They feel like they're... You know when you have a, a birthday party and you invite your core group of yeah. friends and then there's those individuals who just band together at the end of the night because nobody knows anybody? Yeah. That's what that sounds they like. They have no chemistry. Yeah, right. <laughs> They have zero was, chemistry. You know, one's of. really mannered. No, it's Eisenberg and Yeah, right. You know what, though? Woody Harrelson, one of the greatest actors of yeah. all time. I think he's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I'll watch anything he's in. Well, he's fine in the first of these films, in my opinion. Yeah. His performance in the first one, I think, is actually very entertaining to watch. Mm. There is something that happens in the second <laughs> film. That... <laughs> I forgot about this. Okay. So the second right. one picks up a year or two later. Yes. They, the four horsemen have been undercover. Mm. Um, <laughs> How are they undercover? They're really famous. Well, at the end, well, <laughs> they went, they went at off the, the end, they went on a merry-go-round and, and disappeared into a, yep. another dimension. Yeah, maybe? something like that. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't yeah. really explained. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can do the thing with the handcuffs. <laughs> like sure everything can... else yeah. <laughs> in the movie, someone waved their hands. Yeah, <laughs> and they disappeared. And those yeah. That They've was been... the moment they ran out of budget. Yeah. Ah, just do that. They've been in hiding. There's new yes. stories all the time being like, when are the four horsemen going to reemerge? Oh, yeah. And I know Stuff what like you're that. thinking. Yeah. How did they get all the original actors to come back for the sequel? Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. They did not. <laughs> they did oh. not. No, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, it turns out, has higher standards than Mark Ruffalo yeah. and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> right. Insane. Wow. But they replaced her with... um. Oh, what's her name? Lizzie, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Who's oh, right. great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. And... Super, super sexy. Yeah, I think very sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, she's one of those ac- actresses where I'm just like, I like. There's something about the way that she, like, in that second movie, mm. like, she's so charming yeah. and yeah. so, like, just a like. She is the, ironically, because she wasn't in the first film. She's by far and away the best thing in the right. second yeah. film. Yeah, she's yeah. really charismatic. Sure. Yeah, she is incredibly yeah. charismatic. Yeah. But everyone else is back in it. Woody Harrelson is in everyone's more back than you'd with think. the renewed enthusiasm of. <laughs> I don't know why we're here. This yeah, movie right. must have made money overseas. I reckon in China, China, because I... most of the second movie is set in China. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, that's a clue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it must have made money over there. So Woody Harrelson's in it, not only playing his um, his 
wonderful original character, um, Merritt McKinley. He's also playing his own twin brother, <laughs> who is an evil twin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh no! This is some elaborate con, isn't is it? A you guys rival, are a you, rival can magician. You imagine, yeah. This is this. This honestly sounds like I'm back in this Big Brother idea, and you guys, this is a moment. This did not happen. An it's, evil twin who's an also evil a magician. Twin rival magician. God, Christmas. Christmas must be tough. <laughs> His name is Chase McKinley. Does he wear a patch? <laughs> I wish he was. It's and it's the most outrageous performance you've ever seen. Hang on, oh. what's the, what's the original name? Merritt McKinley. What's his and brother's Chase name? McKinley. What you couldn't bring in a Marvin? <laughs> like, really match it up. Um, it's like Jim Carrey level outrageous performance. You're right. He's giggling. He's like he talks in a really oh. high voice. He's like it makes ah. his performance uh, in uh, the Hunger Games look yeah. like he's in a mumblecore film. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's right. huge. It's right. Inc- Is this his uh, Nick Cage performance? It's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. Um, and I reckon the second one was better than the first one. But having said that, I can't really remember what the plot was. Okay. Here's what I remember. I haven't watched the second one as many times. I don't yeah. think so. I think I enjoyed Nine. the first one more than I liked the second <laughs> one. <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan aside. Yeah. However, um, okay. So in the second one, it's revealed at some point that Morgan Freeman is not the big bad. Yeah. Oh, because we didn't tell you that the real reason that Mark Ruffalo has become the world's greatest magician and has been on this 20-year-long oh, con is that his father uh, died. His father was also a magician. A world-famous magician. A world-famous magician. Oh, a world yeah. famous magician. Uh, <laughs> he was from a yeah. family of world-famous magicians. Yeah, he was about to cut a woman in half and <laughs> <Yeah>. slipped. <laughs> they never suspected that the world's greatest magician yeah. would be that FBI agent who also had to be the son yeah. of the world's greatest magician. God. How, how clever was he to get past those background checks? <laughs> That's his greatest trick yet. It's better than the handcuffs. <laughs> anyway, so he was an escapologist. Yeah. And he died performing a stunt. And uh, the reason that Mark Ruffalo hated uh, Morgan Freeman's character was that um, uh, he'd been involved in it some way. He'd Morgan been, Freeman oh, was he'd the been rival mocking magician. Him. He was the rival. And, well, he was kind of the one who would call him out and say he couldn't do it or that yeah. it was a trick oh, or whatever. Right. So he went and too far. do it more and more and he went yeah, too he far. Yeah, Mark, him too far. Mark yeah. Ruffalo blamed him. But it turns out in the second one yeah. that Morgan Freeman's character actually worked with his father. It was part of their trick. He was part he, of their thing. Was He, he would build call up him the out publicity. in public and make him do these big things. Like this is a world where, this is a world where there is more than one world-famous magician. And <laughs> what is happening? Every world-famous magician has a rival world-famous magician. Yeah. And uh, and the got, debunkers are big, and the but he's a magician. Big, but he's also a magician, right? Everyone is a magician in this movie. Oh my yeah. lord! So that's kind of what happens. Like even Harry Potter's looking at this going, yeah. "Slow down!" Yeah, <laughs> and Harry Potter's in the second one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. Uh, hires the Four Horsemen. Yeah, to... is he Michael Caine's son? He's Michael Caine's. Hang on, son. what does Michael Caine do again? He, oh. He's like their benefactor, but they also rip him off. Right. He's yeah. He yeah. Ugh. The two movies, there is so much plot going on. Yeah. Michael Caine is the Four Horsemen's benefactor. They defraud him because he's actually quite a sinister person. Right. And give all his money to poor people in New Orleans. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, his son, Daniel Radcliffe, then in the second one, employs the Four Horsemen to pull off a heist where they have to steal a microchip from a heavily guarded computer place. Yeah. In China. Right. 
For some reason, he gets these magicians to do it. Is he a magician? Um, he's an amateur magician. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not as good as the others. Uh, so... <laughs> I've, I've looked up the plot on uh, Wikipedia just to remind me. Um, so they end up going down these sh- shoots at some stage and oh, they yeah. end up in Macau. Do you remember that? Yeah, they're in Vegas. They go down one of those shoot. You know how sometimes in heist movies people escape a building by going down a garbage chute yeah, into yeah. a car? They go down a garbage chute, but they when they come out the other end, they're in China. Wow. Yeah. Through magic. That's yeah. it. Through magic, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's waved away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and through, then they get... I believe, mirrors and lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they get into a car with a little sign on the back that says, shoot happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. They get supplies at a famous magic shop in Macau run by Lee and Boo Boo and secretly contact the Eye to arrange to hand over the device after they steal it. So Cam's yep. got us pretty much up to date at that point. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Rhodes is branded a fugitive and forced to spring his rival, Thaddeus Bradley, for whom Rhodes blames for the death of his father. Okay, so we covered that. Good. All right. Uh, The horsemen infiltrate the facility, steal the chip, despite being interrogated and searched by security guards. Oh, that's right. There's a big scene where... It's the best scene in either movie. They steal a microchip, which, thank God, is the exact same size and width as a playing card. Mm. And because they're all quite good at, with cards, because they? they're magicians. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they are able to handle this microchip quite yeah. deftly. Yeah. So they're all in That's a room and so they lucky. manage to subtly pass it from person to person yeah. to avoid being yeah. interrogated using for having this microchip using sleight of hand magic. Yeah. That is <laughs> it's actually a really good scene. It's, it's actually incredible. a really good action movie scene yeah. based on sleight of hand magic. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we talking about this? We should be watching it. I'm so lucky that the microchip was the same size. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> well, it's either this or this one that's a, a couple of rolling dice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this bunch of flowers. It's a microchip in a a bunch of flowers. Um, all right. So that happens. Um, uh, all right. So they get past there. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Rhodes intervenes and pretends to retrieve, retrieve the device, but is captured by Marbury's henchmen and taken to a nearby yacht. There he learns that Marbury's acting on behalf of his father, uh, Michael Caine, who's Rome's... Expo- yeah, okay, so we, we know that. Uh, 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 Tressler places Rhodes in a replica of the same safe that his father died in oh, that's right. and leaves him to drown. But Rhodes escapes and is rescued by the horsemen. They find that the chip they've stolen appears to be a fake. Mm. Uh, Rhodes and the Horsemen broadcast they'll be performing live in London at midnight on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And the world pays attention. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> These guys can't stay off the stage. <laughs> it seriously is like you see a scene where an FBI agent comes into a room and slams an iPad down and goes, the Horsemen just uploaded another video and it's going viral. And then... <laughs> And then, like, the news is reporting it and shit. They're doing a... The horsemen are reuniting to do one more right. show. Yeah, it's like breaking news. Yeah, it's They're breaking cutting news. into original programming yeah. to announce yeah. that these magicians yeah. Yeah. are doing a show. And we're going to leave this train accident to report. <laughs> um, horses are back. So, Marbury and uh, Tressler, thinking they have the computer chip, make haste to London, where the horsemen are performing a series of tricks on the streets. At the Shard, Marbury, Tressler and Chase discover that Rhodes is still alive and capture the five, taking them on his private plane. 
Marbury takes the card from them and the roads and the other horsemen are thrown out of the plane, supposedly in flight. Oh, oh I forgot about that. Yes. Very cool. Um, so, essentially, on the plane, they all get thrown out of the plane. Whew, hang on. What's happened? <laughs> I thought these guys were the world's greatest magicians. I can't believe these guys just got killed I by being thrown out of a plane. I can't believe the stars of this movie just got killed by being thrown out of a plane. Well, abracadabra, uh, well, motherfucker. I guess I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. Yeah. Because it's time to... I mean, at this point, I was at the movies, you know, packing up my stuff. I was like, yeah, well, this oh, is yeah. a, it's a sad ending. Oh, there's but, half an hour right? left, but I'm sure it's I just guess, grieving. Yeah, people just, grieving guess, all over the world. Maybe Isla Fisher comes <laughs> back yeah. from there. Um, okay, so... Uh, however, Tressler finds that the plane has never taken off and instead is on a barge in the middle of the River Thames. Goodness. You know what, Justin? It's a trick. Oh, my yeah. God. By the world's greatest magicians. <laughs> the greatest trick that's ever been pulled. And also, um, when the big curtains that are surrounding the plane drop down, the banks of the River Thames are surrounded by people, everyone cheering. They cannot believe this trick that they've seen, which they haven't seen because it all took place inside the plane and relies on the fact that you need to know who the fuck is inside the plane. It's absurd. Yeah, but it's been broadcast, Justin. They've right. all gathered around yeah. Yeah. for the midnight announcement of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. And then giant video screens have started showing an indecipherable scene of something that no one has the information <laughs> to understand properly. But people and, are going crazy. But people it. get it. Yeah, people get it. It's like people have, like are watching the last episode of Breaking Bad, but they've never seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah right. But they're like, I get everything. Yeah. And basically, Michael Caine and Daniel Radcliffe are... Um, like all caught on video admitting that they're bad guys, essentially. Mm. It's a classic right. ending. Right. All done with uh, light and mirrors. Basically. Yeah. And then uh, Mark Ruffalo, they bring him out and they go, it's time to introduce our fifth horseman. Right. Um, FBI agent, Mark Ruffalo. And then he gets to make a big speech. <laughs> yeah. Is his character named Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> I, it was. I mean, it is one of those things where just the idea things that get the world away. would stop <laughs> yeah. on New Year's Eve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like on a New Year's Eve that everyone's stopping their party because a former FBI agent yeah, <laughs> has yeah, yeah. been revealed to be the fifth horseman. It's crazy that people even know who he is. Right. Because there's a few times in this movie where people are like, Former FBI agent Tom Rhodes is on the run. And, like, I don't think they would ever report that right, on right. the news. But, yeah, then the big reveal is that he's the fifth horseman and everyone I mean, if we, found, if we found out that, like, James Comey had to you know, stop investigating yeah. Trump because it turns yeah. out he's indeed the world's greatest <laughs> the world's magician. Greatest magician. <laughs> so you got to watch these movies. They're so really special. Is the, is the Eye of Horace famous? Well, they're an they're an underground organization. Yeah, but they sound like they're as famous as everybody else. Everyone's famous in these movies. Yeah, yeah. no secrets. Sounds like a good world to live in. It is. The, the only secrets are magic tricks. It made me want to do magic. I've got to be honest. One hundred percent. Yeah, it made me want to learn at least two or three card tricks. Yeah, right. Wow, that is a crazy sentence. Now there was something that came <laughs> up which, which might not. Uh, let's. I'm just going to see. Uh, what are they the making a third is. one? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> so. Justin, you're a person after my own heart because what I've just checked on here is now you see me three news. Um, <laughs> Even that's pretty grandiose. Uh, are we going to see a now, a now you see me three? Um, uh, now you see me first hit theatres. Oh, oh no! It feels like feels like at this stage there are no plans. 
apparently there's meant to be a third act. Like the third one is meant to be the third act. Well, yeah, you'd think so. Oh. Uh, despite struggling to make much of an impact on the domestic box office earlier in the year, now you see me too perform strongly overseas. Of course. China <laughs> is even said to be producing its own spin-off replete with an all-Chinese cast. Wow. It pulled 80% of its $334 million, now you see me too. In China. In China. 80%. That's wow. huge. So firstly, Now You See Me Too did $334 million at the box wow. office. And uh, 80% of that was in China. Well, yeah, fair enough. It is mostly in China. Wow. That's great. I'd watch a third one, although, you know, I don't know what else they could do. It's the it's the most expansive universe I've ever seen. It took Marvel <laughs> 22 films <laughs> to make a universe as expansive as the now you oh see me verse, it it does sound like about four films. Yeah, it's a lot because uh, I still don't know what happened to Woody Harrelson's brother. Oh, oh yeah, some, he's he also goes to jail at the end. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, they all go to jail at the end. <laughs> it does sound like the worst thing that can happen is everyone goes to jail. Pretty much, people end up in jail or they're doomed to a lifetime of becoming a world famous magician. Which magicians in movies, if you were to expand this world, mm. would you want to add to it? I just want to add real life David Blaine in there. Oh, really? I got obsessed with David Blaine a little while ago because. All his specials are up on Netflix, mm. and I watched his first one, and it's um, Leonardo DiCaprio does an introduction to it. Oh, right. Did really? Did you know that they're no. friends? No. Well, neither did I. Oh. That was a big surprise to me. So, it starts... <laughs> David Blaine's special starts with Leo, this is from the 90s, talking to the camera, going like, when I first met David, it was at a party in the Hollywood Hills, and he tells some story about how David did close-up magic at this party. And I was just watching, like, why the fuck is Leonardo DiCaprio in David Blaine special? Did a little reading. Turns out that David Blaine is in the Pussy Posse with oh, Leonardo really? DiCaprio. He's the magician. He's the magician <laughs> in the Pussy Posse. <laughs> so I want David Blaine in there. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. If you're going to uh, have a Pussy Posse, you got to have a magician. you got to have a magician. Yeah. It's part of the charter. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong to ask? Because maybe, maybe I'm just out of the loop. But I, I'm, I mean, I could speculate based on the name and the mm. context in which you've used it. But what is the Pussy Posse a famous thing that everybody knows about that I just don't know about? It's a, oh. a thing from the 90s. It was a group of young entertainers mm. in LA. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire? Yeah. David Blaine. He, he's, he's the poker player. Yeah. yeah. He's the David gambler. Blaine. So we got the magician, the gambler. Uh, E from Entourage and a couple of other actors who were known as the oh, Pussy Kev- Posse. Kevin, Kevin Connolly. Connolly. Yeah. Yeah, right. They were known as the Pussy Posse for obvious reasons. Right. Yeah. Love cats. Yeah. Loved them. <laughs> they, 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 really? they watched it at the theatre all the time. And yeah. there was like <laughs> articles about them. They were yeah. like the four horsemen of yeah. um, <laughs> getting laid in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it was like What's people wrote, uh, like Vanity Fair did a profile on the Pussy Posse. <laughs> Which would never happen now. Yeah. In fact, I think they've rebranded. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, wasn't wasn't the rumor that uh, Clooney took Ryan Gosling aside as a young man and 
pointed to, to DiCaprio. I said, "Don't follow that lead." Oh, really? Yeah, that was that was the story because there's also that story of uh, that Clooney tells of uh, DiCaprio turning up with a whole bunch of his mates to the gym where Clooney and his mates were playing mm. basketball and they were talking trash and they wanted to play them and everything. And Clooney's team beat them eleven zero in three games straight. Huh. And of course, Clooney dines out on that story. <laughs> so does, is, does Leonardo DiCaprio suck? I don't know. I don't know if he does. Well, who knows? Like, I kind of don't really... Like, that's all I really know about him. (laughs) That and he ate bison liver. probably. (laughs) I think Jonah Hill's in the pussy pussy now with him. Exciting stuff. Yeah, (laughs) for Jonah. Yeah. Um, But um, I'm not a massive DiCaprio fan. doesn't mean I'm against him, but I'm not that excited to see all of his movies. But Mm. I thought he looked good in the trailer for Tarantino's new one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. I think he looks cool in that. He's yeah. all right. I think he's too... He, I don't know. The Departed, the Departed is one of my favourite films. I yeah. like when he's in that style of film. Yeah. More than when he's trying to win an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's something... I don't know. Sometimes he feels a bit calculated. Right, we it. should finish anyway. I've got to have a little rest before my show. Um, <laughs> yep. So, uh, Cameron James, mm, you're doing a show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It's called... I am. It's called Strawberry Blonde, and it's on for the next 11 nights or something. At the Greek Centre. At the Greek, Greek Centre. Centre. Greek Centre. Full House yes. last night for the first show. Full House last night for the first show. Hopefully... That As in, continues. you did the, you did, you replicate the TV yep. show Full House. I did yeah. a full, yeah. it's a one man Full House. <laughs> one yes. man Full House. I play all the characters yeah. Uncle Joey, yeah. the Greek one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> that one goes off at the Greek Center. The, Ols- the Olsen twins. Yeah. yeah. The Olsen twins. <laughs> done, <laughs> done with light and mirrors. <laughs> I suppose if anyone likes uh, Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too, they will enjoy watching my show. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's incredible comprehensible yeah <laughs> amazing and there's a lot of mythology and world yeah, building. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait till your evil brother comedian turns up uh justin hamilton your show does have a lot of mythology and world building the irony is uh, yeah. i have overthought this yeah. <laughs> uh yes uh i have uh three more dates uh sunday monday tuesday Yep. Coming up, uh, I'll do... Uh, so, I'm doing The Ballad of John Tildanimous. It's been three one-person uh, one shows. I'm doing uh, the second one twice on the Sunday, and then I finish up with the third one, doing two sessions each night. Now, Justin, Monday, if somebody's listening to this and they haven't seen the first one, can they see the... Yes. It's like the Marvel movies. You don't need to see Thor 2. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, mm. yeah. There I isn't have. a Thor 2 in this, uh, <laughs> but you, you, yeah... I have seen it as well. I didn't mind it. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I'll be finishing up with that uh, this week. Awesome. Uh, my show's well, not well informed. I'm, I'm on until the end of the festival. Please come out. That'll be good as well. Um, okay, that, that was good. It was nice to be back. Yeah, yeah it was fun. fun. I've learned a lot about a, a franchise. That, yep. uh, now you have I, to watch them. I, I, I'm I mean, gonna if give you want to watch it while you're here. I would be more than happy to watch the ACM Well, it depends how many hours left I've got a Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you had to make a choice, in order. Yeah. Now you see me, now you see me too, Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah right. That's, that's the way I'd put it too. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs>